Well, good morning. Thanks so much for being here. If you're joining us online, welcome. Uh, I do just want to personally thank all of you uh, for not leaving when Travis started talking about belly button lint. Um, so that shows a real sense of, uh, I don't know, courage on your part. Anyway, uh, we are excited uh, about being here this morning at Silver Creek. Um, if you've been here over the last couple of weeks, you know we've been talking about our core values, uh, essentially looking at the ideas and the concepts and, and the direction for us as a church that help lead us to the place where we can really make it matter. And these core values are really how we as a church know if we're accomplishing the things that we feel like we need to accomplish. And today we're celebrating 10 years of attempting and allowing God to help us make it matter. And really celebrating the ways that we've seen God bless our efforts and, and grow us as individuals and allow us to have a greater impact in our community and around the world. So thank you so much for being here and making it a part of your day. Um, we're excited about what God has done over the last 10 years, um, but at the same time, we realize and feel like we're just getting started with what God has for us and that there's, there's bigger and greater plans and greater results that God has beyond um, just what we've done, but over the next 10 years. And so as we think about the next 10 years, just for a second, think about everything that's happened in the past 10 years. Did you realize that in the past 10 years, we became familiar with, with what we now know as the iPhone? When Silver Creek Church, when Silver Creek Family Church, when we started the iPhone, not a thing. Skype was sort of around, and now it's become a very common thing. When we first got started, Twitter had not exploded. It was still just a twit. <laughs> In the past 10 years, we've learned some really important things. In the past 10 years, we've discovered who Selena Gomez and Chance the Rapper and Kim Kardashian are. We didn't know them all 10 years ago. That's a pretty big deal. In the last 10 years, we have seen the entire Marvel Avengers movie showcase. In the last 10 years, Mod Pizza has come into existence. Starbucks Roastery was established. And Chick-fil-A finally reached the Pacific Northwest. Like, all of that has happened in 10 years. I mean, what will the next 10 years hold? I mean, and it hasn't always, I mean, it hasn't always been easy over the last 10 years. If you're a Mariners fan, they have not made the playoffs at any point. The Sonics have not existed the entire time that Silver Creek family, ch I know, boo. In the next 10 years, Lord, please. In the last 10 years, the Seahawks have won one Super Bowl and then lost another one on one of the craziest last plays in the history of the NFL. So it's been fun, not always easy. But there's been lots of incredible happenings and discoverings and innovations in our world and within our culture, and a lot of them have had profound impacts on our lives and changed the way we do things. But today, we want to focus in on what God has done here at Silver Creek and then really begin to get a glimpse of what we have to come. So let's start at the very beginning. And a lot of you probably know some of this story. Uh, some of you may have heard pieces of the story. Some of you maybe you're like, uh, what did I just walk into today? And you're like, I've never even heard of this. And it might feel a little bit like you're being forced to watch a friend's eighth grade trip to Disneyland. You're like, I don't even know what's going on. But this morning, as we celebrate 10 years, I want to just start by looking at the way it all began. So let, let me just quickly uh, tell you the way it all began, um, and you are welcome to jump in and help me with this. In fact, you might want to jump in and help me at, at this point, but let me just tell you a story. Go ahead. Here's the story of Terman people who were called Silver Creek Community Church. They had a building of their own. 
and a pastor. He was fairly young. It's the story of a startup church who were busy setting up each week in a school. They had two leads that were their pastors, and one was pretty cool. Till the one day when the pastors met for coffee, and they knew this was God and not a hunch, that this group must somehow form a family. That's how we all became Silver Creek Family Church. Silver Creek Family Church. That's how we all became Silver Creek Family Church. Woo! We did it! So that's our story. You know it. That's all there is, that's all there is to it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Amen. You're out. Go get some cake. So there's some important details, there's happenings, there's things that went on. Some of you might know the story or the details better than I do. If I happen to miss something that was in really important, uh, please don't yell it out. I'm the one telling the story, so just go with it. Um, but with the way this story happened and, and the way it goes on, and uh, just God did some amazing things. And, and the way that God has worked and the way that we find ourselves in this story and, and, and the way that it goes is just tremendous. But before we get into the story, I just want to find out really quickly um, who's been around the longest. So here's what we're going to do. If you have ever been at Silver Creek at any point in your entire life, like at any moment, stand up. If you've ever been here at any point, at any moment, including this morning, like... This would be a moment in your life, so if you've been here at any point, you count, all right? Good, good, good. You're all tracking now. Um, so if you've attended here for less than one year, um, just we are absolutely thrilled that you have found us. Uh, we hope that you plug in. We hope that you connect. We hope you see what so many of have found to be a valuable place here and what we believe that God has done. So if you have been here for more than one year, would you remain standing? If you've been here for more than one year, remain standing. So if you've been here for less than a year, thank you so much for being here, um, but put up with us for this morning. Fantastic. If you have been here for more than two years, remain standing. If you've been here for more than two years, remain standing. All right, we're going to jump ahead and see what we can do. If you've been here for more than five years, remain standing. If you've been here for more than five years, remain standing. If you need to compare notes with your significant other or whatever. All right, let's jump in. If you've been here for seven or more years, remain standing. Seven or more years. Nice. How about nine years? If you've been here nine years or more. Okay, if you were here when we merged in 2008, do this. Like, yeah, you survived it. Okay, so now here at the 10-year mark, uh, at where we merged, it gets a little bit tricky uh, because we sort of have this little divergent thing where two churches were merging in 2008. So remain standing if you have attended this church for 12 years or more. 12 years or more. So there's a really good chance that some of you that are standing, that some of you are standing, were a part of the launch of Seattle Family Church. So if you were a part of launching Seattle Family Church, would you wave your hands? That's amazing. Um, can I just say that those individuals are some of the most amazing people I've met. Um, so honored to know each of you. Uh, what you accomplished by launching and establishing that church uh, is absolutely incredible, but I'm about to make you sit down. Because um, 
Remain standing if you've been here for 14 or more years. Remain standing if you've been apart for 14 or more years. So if you helped launch Seattle Family, sorry, we just lost you. Sorry. You, just, you, didn't, you, you didn't exist. I mean, it's sorry. Okay. Uh, okay, so 14. Remain standing if you've been here for more, 16 or more years. 16 or more years. Okay, let's just see what happens. Let's go 20. If you've been here for 20 or more years. 20 or more. Holy smokes. Uh, all right, let's just get to the bottom of it. 25 or more years. 25. Holy cow. Let's go 26. 26 or more years. You better do math. If you don't know, if you don't know, it's probably not true, Rain. If you don't know. <laughs> Got to do math fast. I can't help you. 28 or more years. 28 or more years. 30 or more years. 30 or... 30, I'm, not, I'm not standing. 30. 32. 33. 35 or more years. 35 or more. I think we've got our winners. How many, how many years? Right at 35 years. They have not aged a day, and their sons are all healthy and well, just so you know. So here, so thanks for doing that. We don't normally highlight that kind of stuff, but I just wanted us to see that not, not only are we a young, vibrant place that's trying to new, do new things and, and do things in a way that we can reach into our community, we have a really rich and strong history. Thirteen years ago, Elizabeth Bowles and Steve Strickler, along with a bunch of very hardworking, talented group, about 50 of them launched what is known as Seattle Family Church. And for years, they, for several years, they kind of bounced around from different locations, trying to find a home, trying to establish themselves, continue to reach into their community. And in around 2008, uh, they were meeting consistently at Martha Lake Elementary School. In that same year of 2008, Silver Creek Community Church had just moved out of a massive transition from being a fairly traditional church into, into a group of very dedicated volunteers with a, with a deep passion to do anything they could to help people in their community discover Jesus. And the two groups of leadership became, got connected and started talking and, and we started to look at each other's church and began to realize that just about everything we were trying to do, all the things that we wanted to accomplish, we, had, we just seemed to have the same goals in so many areas. We had, we had similar strategies we were trying to make happen. And so in the fall of 2008, we started to meet and we began to dream and we began to realize that there's this incredible truth that we see in Ecclesiastes 4.9. These are words that were written thousands of years ago by one of the wisest individuals the world has ever seen. It's on the screen. It's in your message notes. This is what we began to realize, and this is what Solomon wrote. He said, two are better than one because they have a good return for their work. If one falls down, his friend can help him up, but pity the man who falls and has no one to help him. Both churches were working hard. Both churches were healthy. Both churches were gaining strength, gaining momentum. Both churches wanted to help people that didn't feel comfortable coming into a church setting, finding a church where they felt accepted, where they could discover Jesus. And so we started to realize, man, if we will pool our efforts, if we'll combine our talents, if, if we'll merge our resources and focus our energies, if we're willing to humbly give up parts of our identity, 
We can do something that we haven't seen God do. We actually looked for it. We could not find another scenario where two churches that were healthy on their own, that were, could have survived on their own, decided to sacrifice their own claim for independence and decide to merge. So that, that when one would fall, somebody could come alongside and pick them up. When it was getting difficult, somebody could come along and say, let's keep going. I'm convinced that if we had remained separated, both churches would still be doing great ministry in our community. I have no doubt. But I know without any hesitation that the return for our work, the return for our investment has far exceeded what we ever would have accomplished individually. And so in the fall of 2008, Seattle Family Church and Silver Creek Community Church, uh, we started holding some services together, just sort of testing the waters to see if we could actually tolerate each other. Then we, it was close. Some of us kept coming to the meetings and we may have managed to get through it, but in December, we had this great big lunch, and we all got together, and we ate, and then we went into our separate rooms, and we talked things over and asked questions. I don't even know what happened in the other room totally. I just I, I assume it worked out, because eventually we both voted, and we agreed to merge, and Silver Creek Family Church came into existence. And one of the reasons, thank you, somebody actually cares, that's good. Um, <laughs> One of the reasons that Silver Creek community was very attractive to Seattle family is an obvious one. We had a building. <laughs> we had a building. And we were working really hard to keep it functioning, but we were struggling. And in a lot of ways, the building was just kind of, ah, we were struggling just to keep it going. We had lots of limitations. Ministry was getting done. And, but over the past 10 years, there have been a lot of changes. We actually thought about trying to show pictures, but it's so many, it would take up so much time. So let's just talk for a few minutes about the improvements that we've made. Yeah, we'll get to that one. Believe me. So understand a couple of things. We aren't looking to have the nicest, fanciest building around. Yeah, that's not our goal. But what we do want to happen is we want to take care of what God has provided for us. We want to have a facility that's welcoming. We want to appear like we actually value what we've been given. And so over the past 10 years, um, we've been working hard. And I sent a message to the staff last week or two weeks ago. I said, like, send me your top 10 improvements. What are the top 10 improvements that we've made over the last 10 years? And, and I, couldn't even done, I couldn't take them and put them in 10 because there were so many. Absolutely incredible. I'll just run through them and kind of expand on some of them. We've painted the entire exterior of our building. And maybe that doesn't sound like a big deal because you're like, well, I painted the outside of my house. Uh, that's a lot of paint. We've added new front doors. If you remember our old doors, they were mostly wood, and it was basically like, please don't enter here. We added a new garage door between our lobby and gym where we used to all just pass through one little door. If you had to pee and you were in the lobby, good luck. Sorry, that's just the most obvious thing. Um, we've added new backboards and new rims to our gym to make it more functional. We've added a new digital soundboard to this room and put new, put new speakers in. Thank you, Travis. We've added a new playground that's in the back. Drop by our church, drop by Silver Creek during the week on, when it's not raining and you'll pretty much always find some family back there using our playground that doesn't currently go to our church, or does, but we've added our new front patio area. It used to be a bunch of bark and kind of broken up, and now it's a great place to hang out on a sunny day. Put new chairs in this worship center. We added new LED stage lighting in here. I noticed a bunch of you took advantage of our coffee cart this morning. That's super new. We have what we call our ugly baby, which is our hydraulic lift. And those of you that don't help with setup, you don't realize what an amazing thing this is. We used to have a large A-frame ladder that was tall enough to get to the top of the gym. 
Whoo, that thing was scary. <laughs> the lift is still scary, but it's a lot easier to use. We expanded our lobby. It used to be about two-thirds of the size. Just a year ago, we installed our new front sign, which is just looks incredible. We've added a larger screen in here, a better projector. We added a new front cover over our entryway so you don't get rained on as you come through the front door. We put a new fence up around our backfield. Steve mentioned we used to have a terrible leaking situation with our flat roof. People would come to church and there would be pots and pans greeting them in the back <laughs> as we were trying to catch the water. Listen, we aren't in the business of being a, a really cool facility or having the best gear. That's not really our goal. Our entire motivation for all that we do, all of these improvements, everything that we're doing is ultimately about having an impact on our community and on our world. The vision that God has given us at Silver Creek isn't to be a social club. We are not intending to be a place where Christians can just sort of hunker down and hold out till heaven. We're not really even trying to be a university where people can come and just get more knowledge on biblical history and, and ancient cultures. Important, but not our goal. At Silver Creek Family Church, we exist to create opportunities for people to be transformed by God. That's what we do. And locally, we have been working really hard on that within our own community. We've been trying to get into our community more and establish community partnerships. We're building our relationship with the police department. We're working hard with Youth for Christ that use our buildings for different trainings and different things uh, that they're doing to reach into the community. We're work working with Snow King and Skyhawk sports organizations. We've been in communication with Next Step Pregnancy Center, which is just up the road from us. We opened an indoor play park that opens twice a week for young parents and kids to come and get out of, out of the rain and come in and hang out. Hopefully this morning you'll go into our gym and use our new photo booth. Go in there, test that thing out, give it a whirl. We've set it up for today. Uh, we took that over to the fair on 44th, which was the big city-wide fair that they hosted about a month ago. We had that thing out there. We had the longest line of any vendor in the place. It was amazing. Elizabeth mentioned earlier that we host the Linwood Christmas tree lighting. This year will be our fifth year doing that. So on December 1st, uh, we are going to do that again. This year, for the first year, when we were in the process of getting set up for the city, uh, the fair on 44th, the gal that was arranging that, she called me. She's like, hey, everything's good for the fair. But what we want to know is, what day is the tree lighting? Because we want to have it on the mayor's calendar. Every year before this, we have called and been like, are we on the calendar? Are we on the calendar? Are we on the calendar? They're like, please put us on your calendar. That was incredible. Um, recently, the Linwood Police Department uh, presented, and you can't really see it from where you're at, but you can come and look at it afterwards. This is a challenge coin, which is a huge thing uh, in, the, in like military and in law enforcement. And just recently, the Linwood Police Department presented Elizabeth and I with these um, as a part of their cops and clergy. And they basically gave it out to just a few churches that they said, we really appreciate your partnership and the way you're responding to what we're trying to do in our community. This thing is amazing. I, hold, I carry it with me all the time. I'm convinced we're making an impact in our community. But what about our world? What are we doing in our world? If you know, we've spent $50,000 and provided $50,000 to an organization known as Charity Water. It allowed them to build 10 different wells that now provide clean drinking water to people that didn't previously have access to it. Five years ago, we established this remarkable relationship with a church down in San Bartolo, El Salvador. 
We've established the goal of how do we support, how do we encourage them as they continue to put in the efforts of a loving and developing people in a community that are daily under, the, under a culture that's ruled by gang violence. Super dangerous area. The very first time that we went down and visited them, uh, we went to one of their preschools, an elementary school, which actually was located quite a ways away from their main building. So that meant all the little kids and all the teachers had to be outside of the protection of the main building. And within those rooms, there were, there were probably like five or six classrooms, just tiny little rooms, no bigger than this stage, 25 kids in a classroom. Every single building around the exterior of the building, it was protected with razor wire and broken glass on the tops to keep dangerous individuals from coming into the schools. The school front entrances are always metal doors where you knock and they open it up, and if you're the right, then they let you in. The first time we visited and saw their music school, they had four keyboards that they would use at their music school. Three of them didn't actually work. The students would just put their hands on the keys to get used to what it felt like, so when it was their turn to use the one that actually worked, they would be ready. No music was actually coming out of those keyboards. In the middle of their worship center, they had a, a temporary wall that they had constructed, taking about a fifth of the space out to make room for a computer lab that had about five or six very outdated, not really working great computers. Their building hadn't been painted for years. Their sign was in tatters. You couldn't even read it. In their worship center, they were using plastic furniture that we would use in our outside gardens. That was their main seating in their worship center. Their restrooms were small and were actually cut into a portion of their worship center. Very limited privacy. Most of the toilets, including the women's restrooms, no seats. Over the past five years, we've been able to help them purchase additional property right next to their main building. And now most of their classes are all contained within their main building. They've been able to create a computer lab with 20 brand new computers. They added air conditioning, making that particular room one of the only rooms in the entire community with air conditioning. You would think people would just be signing up for the computers, right? Just, uh, I don't care about Excel, just let me chill. They have tons of musical instruments now, keyboards that are working, and violins and trumpets that we've been able to help them acquire. They built brand new restrooms with brand new toilets, and Elizabeth was adamant they all had to have seats. <laughs> when they relocated the restrooms and relocated the computer room, now they were able to expand their worship center, adding additional 40 or more chairs. It allowed them to upgrade their stage and their sound system. Fresh paint has pretty much been applied to every surface they have. There's a brand new sign that proudly displays to their, church, to their community that this church is in existence. And all of these things that we've been able to help them do has allowed them to improve the safety and the flexibility they can offer to the kids that come to the school. It's allowed the people that attend their church to gather together in a more safe environment. At this point, we've sent them just under $182,000. Incredible. They desperately wanted to be a part of our morning, and they said, tell the people at Silver Creek how much we love them. In fact, they put together a quick video. Ryan, hit the lights. For we are so happy to be a part of your celebration. Your celebration is also ours. Happy 10th anniversary, Silver Creek Family Church. We love you so much.
they said so they use our font they're like they're amazing they're so amazing they're like just they, they're so intentional it's awesome here's what's important it's important that you know why we're motivated to take these actions why do we do this Jesus was telling this story about a banquet that was held where, where the, the guy had prepared the party and it was all right, but nobody was showing up to the party. So the guy throwing the party, he turns to his workers, he's like, man, we've got this incredible party going on. We've got this amazing spread. We've got to go get some people. We've got to let people know. And then the host turns to his workers and he says what we feel like God is telling us to do. This was written down by a guy by the name of Luke. Jesus said this. He said the owner or the the guy throwing the party said, go into the country lanes and behind the hedges and urge anyone you find to come so that the house will be full. So we're looking into our community and we're looking around our world. And we're saying, how do we create avenues so that anyone that's not heard about Jesus has a chance to hear about him? Or how do we help people that have maybe been damaged or hurt by other followers of Jesus or religion? How do we help invite them to come into the house so they can hear about the love and the forgiveness that Jesus offers. And so our effort about having an impact in our community and world is about how do we create opportunities to be transformed by God. So let's just look at that for a minute. Let's look at the lives that have been transformed. I'm just going to throw out some numbers. And numbers aren't everything, but let's just throw out some numbers of what's happened. Since we started our relationship with the church down in San Bartolo these last four years, They've had 137 individuals that have accepted Jesus and chosen to be baptized. I, I would say we're helping make an impact on our world. If you look at what we were able to do with charity water, those 10 wells that we helped build are now providing clean drinking water for over 2,500 people every single day. And maybe they haven't met Jesus yet, but every single day that we help provide them with one more day of life allows one more opportunity for them to ultimately be transformed by God. So again, I think we're making an impact on our world. In our own community, over the past 10 years that Silver Creek Family Church has been in existence, we have celebrated and been a part of 143 people choosing to be baptized and publicly say, Jesus has transformed my life. 143 We've seen 148 individuals decide they're going to accept Jesus and accept his forgiveness and the life that he offers. And I think numbers are exciting, and that's a great thing to see. But really what we're all about, what we want to see is we want to see individual lives find forgiveness. We want to see families discover hope. And I, I can't stand up here and give names and divulge that, but just understand that we've got people within our church, we've got families within our church that had absolutely no desire to have anything to do with God or religion. They were like, please, no. And then they discovered Silver Creek and found a place where they could have questions and doubts and not even think any of this mattered. They found a place where it was safe to come into a community and say, I'm wrestling with this idea of Jesus and what he can even be in my life. Can he actually be anything? Come go through the journey with us. This is a place where there's individuals who have been beat up by religion in the past, who've had horrible experiences in churches, where they felt shamed and unworthy of God's grace and his acceptance, where they felt like they could never be enough. And at Silver Creek, they've been able to discover that what Jesus did on the cross makes them right and makes them blameless, allows them to be worthy of God's love and inclusion in his family. And Silver Creek has been able to provide a place that has transformed so many lives by God. Lives that 
oftentimes thought they were too far broken. I mean, we don't, you don't know all of these stories, but just understand that within our group, within this church, there are people that are overcoming some serious addictions. People overcoming pornography addictions or sexual abuse in their past. People overcoming a lifestyle of prostitution, adultery, incarceration, DUIs, divorce, and the list goes on and on and on of people within this church that have said, you know what, if God can love me in spite of that, then I think there's a chance for me in my life. And just, that's not always been an easy process, and every day comes with all kinds of struggles, but we are convinced that lives are being transformed. Because as a church, we are creating opportunities for people to know God and his plan for their lives. And this is who we are, and this is what we aim to be, and that's what the last 10 years have been a part of. And we're going to keep getting better at it. We're going to continue to press into what God has for us and what God has planned for us at Silver Creek Family Church and find out more and more what does he want us to do. But for right now, let's just change our focus from the past for a little bit. Talk about our future. Some of these things are already in the works, but we're going to keep pushing on these things. We're going to keep letting God lead us to these things and what he would have us be. We're going to continue to see ways that we can create more and more opportunities for people to be transformed by God. And one of the key ways that we're doing this and one of the ways that we're making this happen, the plan is to be known in our city. See, our hope is, our plan is to create an awareness within our community so that every single person that lives within our community would simply know that we exist. We're working really hard to become a positive name within every single household inside of Linwood. Now, understand, our desire with that is not to be popular. We're not trying to become famous. But what we recognize is at some point in each and every person's life, at some point in every family, there's going to be a moment, there's going to be this spiritual crisis where they're going to think, maybe we should give God a try. Maybe there's something missing. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's an answer that we need. And when they get to the point where they're saying, I need an answer, I need something, we don't want them at that point to have start, start searching for a church. We want them to already have figured out a church that maybe they would check out in that moment. That when they reach that point where they're like, what is going on? They will have already had a positive impression, and they would say, I'll bet you that church silver creek might have something to say about this those of you that know me well i spend way too much time at starbucks i'm not an employee i just spend time there um and i am continually attempting to invite the baristas and elizabeth's always like oh here he goes again but i'm always like hey there's this thing at our church and hey there's this event at our church and, and one day i was talking to this gal that i had talked to again and again and again and she's like brent you know please know i'm never coming to church She's like, I, I'll never go to any church. But if I ever do go to church, Silver Creek will be the church that I go to. I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yes. See, our goal isn't about this church. We aren't really even concerned about this church becoming a huge church. What we know is this is the only church we can manage. This is the only church that we can establish what we're going to be. So since we can establish what Silver Creek Family Church is going to be, then our goal is to make this the safest, most encouraging place for people to discover who Jesus is. And the plan is to be known in our city so that we can help make Jesus known to the people of our city. That's what we want. That's the thought that we're trying to create. 
What we're trying to do is what we read in Matthew 5, 16. It says this, In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. See, our plan is, let's shine our light as bright as we possibly can be so that people already know that we're here when they decide to go looking. The light is already turned on. A couple ways that you can help us, a couple really simple ways that you can help us be known in our community. You may have seen these little leaf decals floating around. The goal is, and you can pick some more of these up at the kiosk. Once we run out, we will get more. We're just giving them away like candy. But our goal, put them on your car. Put them on your, if you're like, ah, I don't want them on my car, fine. Put them on your laptop. Put them on a water bottle. Put them wherever you can. And our hope is that as the leaf gets seen more and more, and as somebody sees the leaf on your water bottle, they're like, what's with the leaf? Oh, let me tell you about the leaf. I go to this really cool church where I'm finding some answers to life where I've been able to create some connections, and it's making my life better. Because what we're really convinced of is if on your water you'll put, please ask me about my church, they'll be like, "Mm, no, thank you. So actually, we want to help you out. Um, We put these stickers on two of the water bottles already, and we're just going to give them out to somebody. Anybody want it? Fill out a Connect card. We're going to hold the drawing at the end (laughs) for these two. So... um, just fill out a Connect card, and you got a 1 in 85 chance, I guess, um, unless you throw other people's Connect cards away as they go by, but anyway. So get a sticker. Put it on stuff. Another way you can help make us known is to wear our swag. We just put the SCFC on there. Same idea. What's SCFC? Is that an eye chart test? What's going on with your shirt? So we've got a bunch of this out in our lobby. Uh, We've been selling it. We ordered a bunch for our volunteers, and we've got more available, and we've been selling the T-shirts and the stuff that's out. Actually, you know what? I think we've been selling it for 10 bucks. I probably don't have the authority to do this. We're selling the T-shirts for $5 today because we just want to get rid of them. But if you want one more specific, you can go on our app. You can buy the – you can order exactly what you want at the size that you want, but the ones that are out there, they're extra, so please buy them. Um, We want them out in the community. Elizabeth mentioned the tree lighting is coming up and that you can volunteer and be a part of that. Get on the app. See how you can plug in. The tree lighting is a huge way. The A-hunt is a huge way that we're having an impact in our community. Here's what we know. We are going to continue to do a better job at being known in our community. We're going to continue to establish community partners. More and more groups are calling us consistently saying, hey, how can we use your building? And as a result of that, what we're recognizing is the need to make room. And again, we don't want to be a big church. That's not our goal. We just don't want to be a place that doesn't have enough space for people that want to hear about who Jesus is. And this particular building has had lots of limitations. In fact, for the past 30 years, and especially over the last 10 years, what we've discovered is that this room will reach a place where it's pretty full, and then our attendance will drop. And then we'll reach a place where this room is pretty full, and then our attendance. And we kind of do this thing where we basically max out this room, and people start to feel like, uh, too crowded, and then they back away. And so we're in the early discussions of figuring out, how do we fix that? How do we create a larger space with more room for Sunday morning, for people in our community that are checking us out? How do we create more space for people that are looking for answers to the spiritual needs in their life? So actually, over the last eight months, we've been working really hard with a a group of leaders here and with a local architect, and we've got some drawings that we're going to be showing you really soon. But we are super early in the process, but we're convinced that God is leading us to figure out how do we expand our ability to have influence. We're looking at how do we create a place where we can have over 300 people in a service and it not feel crowded. And I know you look around today and you're like, we don't need that. You're right. 
our community needs that. And we're convinced that if we can create that seating, it provides the opportunity to accommodate the growth that we think we can experience. We're attempting to work really hard to use our current building that will allow us to, to continue to expand and use the stuff that we do have in a very strategic way to draw our community in. We think when the ulti- ultimately, if we get the new worship center, this particular room morphs into more of a coffee shop feel. Shared workspace for people in our community to come in, community officials to use the space. Really making everything and designing everything in an opportunity to reach more and more people and create a place for them to come in. And so we're working really hard and strategically to how do we use our current resources to leverage everything that we've got for God to use it in such a way that we can make this new building financially attainable. And honestly, what we've done is we've put some of our best thinkers and our best strategists in a room to figure out how we can possibly make that happen. And over the next couple of months, you're going to hear more about that and you're going to see more about that. Um, But it's just not quite there to start showing you yet. But even if we're going to make more room, what you need to understand is what we're going to maintain is we're going to continue to maintain the strategy to grow our internal connections and expand our external influence. One of the things that we often hear at Silver Creek is people like, I really like the small feel. Understand this, we're really not that small. Like, none of us actually know everybody. If you don't know everybody, then you're not that small. But most of us can know some. And the goal is to create this internal connection. And when people begin to sense that they're known by others and that they know others, that's where we can maintain that sense of, ah, this feels small. We're also convinced that if we can create a room where 300 people don't feel crowded, it won't limit growth, but it also feels small enough that individuals won't feel lost in the crowd. And we can continue to maintain that feel. So the key is we got to continue to maintain those internal connections through connect groups and through service opportunities. Please hear me, we're not looking to be a megachurch, not our desire at all. We're not looking to have this great big grand place. We're just looking for a place that we can continue to invite people from our community, where we can expand our influence. What we know is what Jesus called us to will be one of the keys for how we interact with each other and how we reflect into our community. Jesus said this just before he died. He said, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my my disciples if you love one another. At Silver Creek, we strive to be a family of unique individuals. All kinds of personalities, all kinds of opinions and dreams and backgrounds and preferences. And as a family, we intend to love each other and find the good in each other. And all of us realize that from time to time, each of us do things that we aren't proud of. And each of us say things that we aren't proud of. And sometimes we are something that we aren't proud of. But the reality is that every single person outside of this church, from time to time, recognize that they say things they aren't proud of, or they do things they aren't proud of, or they are things they aren't proud of. And if we can demonstrate within the church that in spite of all the things that we aren't proud of, that we still love each other, that we still stick through life with each other, then those that are not yet apart would say, that looks like an opportunity for me to be accepted just as I am. And to begin to sense the chance to be loved in spite of all of the issues and the situations where they're not that proud of what they've been. We're not going to stop being a place that strives to create opportunities for people to be transformed by God. So if you're cool with that, the next 10 years are going to continue to be amazing. 
Every week we put these connect cards in your program and the band is starting to get antsy because we're way over, but anyway, whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, on the back of these connect cards, we've put some ways for you to respond, some next steps for you. Um, maybe your next step is to pray that God will give wisdom to Silver Creek Family Church staff, leadership, and board. Maybe your next step is to keep looking to invite friends, families, and neighbors. Maybe your next step is to be actively serving to allow Silver Creek Family Church to be all God intends it to be. Maybe your next step is to do what you can to help expand our influence. So wear the swag, use the leaf, share on Facebook. Maybe your next step is you just want the water bottle, so you're going to fill it out and put it in the offering. Whatever it is, um, fill that out. Um, let's pray, and then uh, the band's got one last song. God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you for what today represents and uh, all of the ways that you have uh, led and directed over these past 10 years. Thank you for your love for us and for the ways that you've blessed Silver Creek. Thank you that you allow each of us to be a part of that. God, we ask that you would be with us in the years to come, that we would continue to strive to reach people in our community and in our world, that they could ultimately come into a relationship with you and be transformed by the saving grace and love that you have offered. In Jesus' name, amen.